the SD Podcast Channel, the perfect channel for any style of podcast. We have all different pop culture style podcasts for all of your listening needs. If you would like to start a podcast, you can reach us at sndpodcast at gmail.com. We are always looking for new podcasts to add to our channel, and the topic could be anything you want. So contact us now. My name is Raven, professional wrestling superstar. Listen to Jay's Week in Wrestling Podcast. Quote the Raven, nevermore. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We back. I'm back because it's just me. <laughs> oh, man, it feels so good to be doing a show again. Um, First of all, what's up? <laughs> what up, everybody? Welcome to this edition of the Jay's Weekend Wrestling Podcast. This is episode number 59. I am Jay, your host, back at you, bringing you all the hits and misses when it comes to professional wrestling. And obviously, if you heard that theme song in Li- from In Living Color in the beginning, unless you've been living under a rock for two weeks, you do know CM Punk is back in professional wrestling. He is in All Elite Wrestling, AEW, and here's wrestling tonight. That's right. It is Sunday, September 5th, 2021. All Out is tonight, Chicago, Illinois, at the Now Arena, which used to be the United Center. 8 o'clock tonight, pre-show 7 o'clock. Fight TV app. Um, I don't know if, I mean, I'm pretty sure, but I'm not sure. I'm just throwing it out there. (laughs) BR Live is maybe doing the pay-per-view still. I'm not sure. I bought a pay-per-view from them not so long ago, so maybe. Like I said, this is episode 59, and this by far is going to be strictly AEW. This is going to be the all-out preview show. Um, This is going to be a relatively short one, even though, yes, I know, I've been out for a while. All my loyal, loyal supporters have missed me. I understand. (laughs) Nah, but but seriously, um, been dealing with a lot of stuff. Uh, I actually got covid (laughs) <laughs> so the the rona caught me um i was out of commission for a little while um my whole family pretty much caught it um but you know thank thank the good lord upstairs thank you to the big guy upstairs uh we are all better back pretty much back to normal um i've been back to work um and uh everything is good with us here and I am so incredibly grateful that I'm even able to do this. So I don't take it lightly. And um, I'm going to be, uh, I'm just excited. I'm just excited. A lot of things have went down um, since my last show. I got sick, um, I want to say, around right before SummerSlam time. 
because that's that's I tried to do a show. I just did not feel good. <laughs> I wouldn't have sounded right on the mic. I would have been coughing every two seconds. <laughs> so for the first time uh, ever, I just pretty much put up my predictions on my Facebook page and posted it on my Instagram and stuff. Um, I even contemplated doing a Facebook Live, but uh, that would have been probably worse because then you would have seen my face. <laughs> so I, I just threw it out there and I was just like, ah, let me just give my predictions. Um, so with this episode, episode 59, like I said, it is strictly AEW. However, um, I will be briefly, extremely briefly be talking, um, things that have just been going on in the world of professional wrestling. Um, obviously SummerSlam was about a, Two, almost two weeks ago it was two weeks ago actually it was two weeks ago two saturdays ago along with nxt takeover um and uh, funny thing is it, it wasn't the best SummerSlam ever but it was one of the most uh noteworthy and a highest one of the highest rated in terms of viewers and uh and money that it made it made it made money <laughs> so um you know they did good with that um, had a lot of returns, obviously, with the return of Becky Lynch and Brock Lesnar, who hasn't been seen since. <laughs> and um, and and they just did a lot of things to, I guess, counteract. I don't think it was. I mean, I think it was <laughs> obviously to counteract the return that happened the night before on uh, AEW with CM Punk on AEW Rampage. Um, so with that. You know, and then NXT was that Sunday. Samoa Joe becoming a three-time NXT champion, which now NXT is going through a significant makeover, if you want to call it that. Um, Vince McMahon is going to be more hands-on. Bruce Pritchard is going to be more hands-on. They got a new logo. They're going to revamp the whole thing, make it more like the main product. And honestly... I don't know. <laughs> I've been to plenty of NXT shows living out here in Florida. And um, and, and I tell you, man, with, with, with Triple H um, running, running things, um, it was it was fine the way it is. Um, there have been, you know, people are leaving. People are jumping ship. People are not renewing contracts. Um, you know, th- things are happening for a reason. And, and, and the crazy thing is here's the thing AEW they could say WWE could say AEW is not competition all they want until they're blue in the face AEW is absolutely competition to WWE at this moment um they still do certain things that I'm just kind of like eh (laughs) like certain people that they showcase is kind of like uh they're probably not ready for prime time but AEW has been very entertaining AEW has done its job in terms of, you know, I'm a wrestling fan. I listen, I love when there's competition in anything. Let it be football. Let it be basketball. Listen, I I'm a diehard football fan. I'm a die I, I love basketball. Um, I love I love combat sports, MMA, boxing. It would be a very boring uh for sports if there was no competition if no one why do you think (laughs) why do you think my brooklyn nets and right now the los angeles lakers are stacking up so much because they're ready to go at it 
in the finals if they make it because i mean what last year has taught us even though it was a shortened season and and covid and all and all this other craziness injuries will happen and the best probably the best teams won't make it to the championship and that's exactly what happened milwaukee and phoenix real being real were not the the best teams in basketball and no one in the beginning of the season pictured those two teams to be in the finals and guess what those two teams will not be in the finals next year so and with football you just never know (laughs) yeah Patrick Mahomes is probably the best quarterback in football but they didn't repeat it's so hard to repeat championships in sports because of competition fierce competition what WWE needs is exactly what they needed in 1995 and 1996, which was a big old kick up the ass from WCW. Competition. The NWO forced WWE's hand because the NWO was the coolest thing around, so WWE had to counteract that. And how did they do it? DX, Stone Cold Steve Austin, the Undertaker getting darker, Kane, Mick Foley, a whole group of guys, you know, all the way down, Val Venus, you know, the Nation of Domination, you know, Gang Warfare, the the Boricuas and, and, and DOA, all sorts of shit, uh, you know, tits and ass for the ladies, TNA, <laughs> Godfather and his hoes, you know, whatever it took, Jerry Springer style of booking. I'm not saying that's what they need now. All I'm saying is there is competition now and it is being seen and and fans are, you know, obviously noticing, oh shit. Cuz there's other federations out there and there's been other federations out there but nowhere near the caliber or or the size or 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 whatever that WWE had. AEW has all of that. They have a owner that has money, maybe more money than Vince. Okay. They have a guy, but, but, but remember Ted Turner had more money than Vince. And I'm not going to get into a whole diatribe of, 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 you know, uh, what AEW will AEW do. Will history repeat itself or will AEW find the way? And I'm not saying AEW has to put WWE out of business. There's more than enough room in the wrestling world, in the wrestling fandom, for two mega companies. It's been that way for years. So all I'm saying is AEW is absolutely competition, and they'll show it tonight because I think All Out is going to be a really good show. It's going to be a really good show. And, and and it's going to be highly touted already just for the return of CM Punk to wrestling. Not even just being there, just cutting promos. He's going to be in the ring with a young up-and-coming star. Now, don't get it twisted. Am I the biggest fan of Darby Allen? I'm not a huge, the biggest fan. I'm a fan. I do appreciate what the guy does in the ring. I do appreciate what he does to put his own body at risk to put on a great show. I appreciate that. That's what I appreciated about Mick Foley. That's what I appreciate about a lot of guys, you know, uh, too many to to name because there's just, I mean, I've been a wrestling fan all my life, but 
I appreciate what the guy does. Is he the best guy around for marquee value for a CM Punk? And, and, and that might be the main event. I mean, think about it. You're in Chicago on pay-per-view CM Punk's return match. You don't think that's going to be the main event? Hell yeah, that's going to be the main event. Is Darby Allen a main event player? After tonight, he probably will be, especially if he gets the win, which I, which I doubt he will. But Darby Allen is probably in the main event tonight, and this is no, this is no shade on Darby. Like I said, I like Darby, but you know, for CM Punk's return of all the guys you could have picked, and you know what, that's cool, and they'll probably put on a hell of a match. But um, we'll see. <laughs> but before I jump, just dive into the AEW All Out card. Um, like I said, SummerSlam, NXT, that was a couple weeks back. Um, they're leading into Extreme Rules. It's after last night, after uh, Friday Night SmackDown, it's looking like uh, maybe Roman Reigns is going to be dealing with the Demon, for the, which we haven't seen the Demon, I want to say, since WrestleMania a couple years back against Bobby Lashley. So for the first time in years, a couple of years, Finn Balor is going to put the makeup back on and and become the demon. So I'm guessing Brock Lesnar is not going to be around for a little while. So give Roman Finn Balor until Lesnar, until his next date comes up. Because it's looking like Roman ain't going to see Brock at Extreme Rules. I wonder what pay-per-view Brock is uh, is jotted down for. So I don't know. It is interesting that they're still building up the whole Brock Paul Heyman thing, which I always, I always, I've been bringing it up since Roman has had this <laughs> reign of terror. No pun intended. Um, what if Lesnar and Roman got at each other, and 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 who will Paul Heyman pick? And it reminds me, it reminds me of of ECW when um Rob Van Dam and Sabu would would fight each other and and they shared a manager in Bill Alfonso and during the match Bill Alfonso would manage both guys. Like if Sabu would beat up Van Dam, you know, Bill Alfonso's doing the the Sabu pose and he's like, Yeah, Sabu baby, Sabu daddy. And then you have Van Dam when he takes control. Yeah, yeah, R V D daddy, yeah. R V D television champ daddy. Woohoo. Blah blah blah. blah. I highly doubt this is going to go that way because this is not meant to be a comedic feud. But, um, but you know, who, uh, who's who's to know how it's going to be booked? Is 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 Roman going to beat Brock and, and Roman continue just beating everybody? Who is going to be the guy to beat Roman Reigns? Maybe, uh, maybe Big E cashes in on him at some point. Could be, maybe. That, it could be a sneaky, you know, a sneaky defeat of Roman. That's probably the only way you could beat Roman at this point. They're booking him to be almost unstoppable, which is cool. I dig it. Roman Reigns' heel run has been great. Brock Lesnar as a baby face, on the other hand, I'm not sure how that worked out. But once again, we haven't seen him since SummerSlam, so we'll see how that goes. On the other hand, we've seen chicken shit heel Becky Lynch, <laughs> which is interesting. And the thing is with Becky... I'm almost, I, I don't know if she's 100% yet. And I think, honestly, 
with whatever has been going on with Sasha and the reason she couldn't be there at SummerSlam and the reason she's still not around, I think Becky was rushed in there. And I don't know if she's 100%. I don't know. Well, not 100% because she wasn't injured, but I don't know if she's ring shape ready. Yeah, you have a two-second match. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. But can you have a 20-minute match? Can you have a 25-minute match with a with a, a thoroughbred like Bianca Belair? I don't know. I, I can't tell you if Becky Lynch is ready yet, but she's going to have to be. She's a damn champ, and they're going to have a rematch, I guess, at this damn pay-per-view. So we will see how the man looks. She looks great, I mean, as usual, but in terms of in-ring, let's see how she looks. So NWA, so two weeks, two weeks ago, the weekend belonged to the WWE and AEW with the return of Punk. And then last week, pro wrestling belonged to the NWA. NWA had the all-women's pay-per-view, NWA Empower, which was pretty much run by uh, Mickey James and, and obviously Billy Corgan and, and the rest of the crew. But um, it was a decent show. I'd say it was a very decent show. You know, you had a couple of, like, uh, TNA you know, reunions and uh, Awesome Kong and Gail Kim and their dealings with uh, Taryn Terrell. Um, you had the Women's Battle Royal at the end of the night. That was won by Chelsea Green. Um, you know, yeah, the show itself was a good show. It was decent. You had women from AEW. Yeah, obviously women from the NWA. You had women from Impact. You know, walking around, you know, Velvet Sky on commentary. She does commentary for the NWA. And it was good to see. It was a good, it, like I said, it was a decent show for sure. Um, yeah, Deanna Perrazzo getting, you know, retaining her title against Melina in a pretty good match, you know. Um, Deanna Perrazzo is really good. Melina, for her age and, and the fact that she, you know, hasn't really been an in-ring competitor for a while, until her uh, NWA run, but she 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 looked great. She looked good. Um, then you had the 73rd anniversary show the night after, which was a pretty decent show. Also, the NWA puts on good matches, man. I, I can't I can't you know I can't help but be nostalgic as well as entertained by the NWA. You know the studio style, you know the interviews, the way they do commentary. Everything shoots to the old school. But the production is is good. There's it, it, nothing boring about it, to be honest with you. It's very entertaining, um, at least for me. Um, we have a new NWA World Heavyweight Champion. It felt like Nick Aldis has had that belt for like 10 years. <laughs> well, he finally dropped it to uh, to Trevor Murdoch. <laughs> a good old Trevor Murdoch. <laughs> I mean, that guy's been around a long time. You know, he's he's worked his ass off in the NWA. Um, I remember when <laughs> he was one of the Dups <laughs> in, uh, in TNA back in the day. Um, the Dups was like a backwoods tag team that uh, they were in ECW and um, they were also in WWE for a little bit. And then they ended up in TNA and they added another Dup and it was Trevor Murdoch. <laughs> he was one of them. And then um, Trevor Murdoch obviously went to WWE later on, teamed with the late Lance Cade. And uh, they were tag team champions a couple of times. 
And then Trevor Murdoch disappeared for a while, and then he ended up in TNA as Jethro Holiday, <laughs> if I remember that right. And uh, he was there for a cup of coffee. He wasn't there too long. And then um, I guess he did the independent scene for a little while. And now he's in the NWA. He's the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. So congratulations to 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 Trevor Murdoch, man. Rugged, rugged, old-school style wrestler. And, uh, you know, he's going to get another match with Nick Aldis, and I'm sure it's going to be a nice little uh, um, nice little feud, nice little couple of matches. And um, we'll see where Nick Aldis goes from here. How do you ascend after being the man for so long? You're going to have to go down a peg. He'll probably go for the for the middle championships or, or go for a tag title or something. Where where does a guy like that go? But that's the beauty of it. We'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> so before right before I get into the AEW card, um we go through a bunch of these every year in in pro wrestling. And unfortunately, um September first, so four days ago, Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I got to do some quick math. I'm kind of uh <laughs> Thursday. So on Thursday, unfortunately, uh we lost Daphne. Um for those of you new school wrestling fans who don't know who Daphne is, uh she first made her debut in pro wrestling back in WCW. Um I want to say back in 99 or 2000. Um she she was brought in as a stalker for David Flair, who was also doing a crazy gimmick at the time. And uh, they ended up being a group, her, David Flair, Crowbar, who used to be known as Devin Storm. And uh, they were like the the wild childs. They were the misfits. You know, they she was known as a scream queen. She was always screaming. And if you look at her back then, and then you rewind... 15 years later and you look at someone like Paige and then you fast forward another two or three years and you see Nikki Cross when she first came out that has Daphne written all over it at least at least in my opinion you're going to tell me those two women or, or others for that matter Priscilla Kelly or whoever you want to mention any of those girls weren't influenced by Daphne, you're out of your mind. <sighs> um she also wrestled for, for for TNA in the mid to late 2000s. Uh, the late 2000s, probably 2008, 2009, 2010. She came in later on and um she still looked great and uh you know, she formed the group with uh, Stevie Richards, Abyss, Raven, um back when he was Dr. Stevie and she was known as like Taz used to call her zombie hot because she looked kind of like a zombie, but you know, um, she was very entertaining and I, I hear nothing bad about the girl she, uh, from, I don't know her personally, but, um, from what I hear of her sweetheart of a person and, um, 46 years old is just too damn young. And, uh, I mean it's 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 tragic. I mean it's it's not steroid abuse. It's not, you know, anything like that. It, apparently she uh, and this is not coming from me. I'm not a news source, but uh from what I hear, 
apparently it was a suicide. And, uh, you know, she was dealing with depression. She was dealing with CTE. Um, a lot of crazy things at once. And uh, I guess it, it was just too much, you know. Um, she said she want, She did an Instagram live video the night of, which is pretty eerie. Um, she said she wanted to have her brain studied. And uh, so people wouldn't do stupid shit that she did. So she was obviously in a very dark, very dark place. And um, unfortunately, she's not here anymore. So, you know, depression is real, man. It is real. CTE is real. If, if you've had concussions in your life, I've had them. I'm sure everybody's had a concussion here or there. <laughs> um, you know, rest in peace to Daphne. Um, real names, uh, Shannon, please forgive me if I mess up your last name, Shannon Spurl, Spurl, and, um, born 1975 and 2021, gone, 46 years old, way too young, way too young. She was very entertaining and, uh, she will be missed. I've watched a bunch of Daphne videos on YouTube since then, I guess just to remember and uh yeah man very 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 entertaining she was an actress before getting into wrestling so you know <laughs> she said she was gonna go for her graduate uh go to graduate school but she saw the she she tried out for the wcw act of her being somebody to stalk david flair and they loved her and took her and she made a 20-year wrestling career out of it <laughs> Oh, man. So rest in peace to Daphne. God bless your soul. And now to more happy things. The AEW All Out card prediction time. And then we're done, man. Like I said, this is going to be a short show. I'm going to get into all the little details and everything else from every other promotion out there on my next episode, um, which will be episode 60, which is a big one. It's cool. Um, I'll get into the fallout from all out. <laughs> get it. Um, <laughs> talk about the matches and all that stuff. And then we'll get into, you know, because tomorrow's raw. Then you got NXT. Let's see if they revamp. You know, we get a new NXT. Then obviously, you know, we get AEW Wednesday. We get Impact Thursday. We get Rampage and SmackDown on Friday. Wrestling is every week now. Every day, every week. Dope. <laughs> all right with that being said let's get into the predictions and then we're done man this is probably going to be one of the more shorter shows i do but uh it is the day of all out and i also have a bunch of other stuff going on like <laughs> i'm doing work in my house so i'm taking a break from that to do this and then i have two fantasy football drafts to prepare for yeah football is back which means fantasy football is back so i'm doing two of those later today and then one of my drafts is a half an hour before all out. So <laughs> so I got to get that done in time to get to all out. So let's get this going. So, all right. So the buy-in, which is the pre-show for all out, they have one match on there. It is going to be <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, five on five. It is the hardy, the hardy, uh, the hardy family office i was i was like 
what the hell does HFO stand for again? <laughs> the Hardy family office, Matt Hardy, private party, and the tag team TH2, which honestly, I don't know who those guys are. <laughs> They're going against Orange Cassidy, Wheeler Yuta, Chuck Taylor, and Jurassic Express. Honestly, I, I, I'm I a fan of Jurassic Express. I'm not a huge fan of, of, of honestly... I'm not a huge fan of Orange Cassidy. I'm not sorry. <laughs> Wheeler Yuta, not big on either. Chuck Taylor, I like Chuck Taylor and I like Jurassic Express, but I like Private Party. I'm going to go with Matt Hardy's crew through some cheating or through some tomfoolery, chicanery, whatever the case. I'm going with the HFO. Um, you got the 21 Women Casino Battle Royal. Now, the Joker. I believe is going to be Ruby Riot, a.k.a. Ruby Soho, or the reverse, Ruby Soho, a.k.a. Ruby Riot, whatever. <laughs> However, I do think Thunder Rosa is going to win the Casino Battle Royal, or it could be Ruby. Uh, th- those are my two picks, but my f- my number one pick would be Thunder Rosa. Um, Andrade El Idolo was supposed to wrestle Pac. However... As we've come to be accustomed to, Pac ain't going to be there. Pac apparently had travel issues, and he cannot make it out to Chicago. So that match is going to happen on Rampage this coming Friday. Now, there were rumors going around that Andrade was going to have a mystery opponent. That might not be the case because I don't even see Andrade on the match list. However... If that does happen, this could be, could be. I'm not saying it's going to be. Don't take it as gospel. I'm just saying the fan in me will bug the hell out if the final countdown song plays and Brian Danielson, a.k.a. Daniel Bryan, pops out. Oh, man, would that be crazy. (laughs) However, it might not happen. It might just happen in New York City, but... I'm going to just throw it out there. I think Daniel Bryan debuts tonight and goes against Andrade Ali, though. We'll see. Um, Paul White, a.k.a. The Big Show, against QT Marshall or QT Marshall, whatever he wants to call himself. I don't know why QT Marshall... And this ain't a knock on him. I know he's good friends with Cody. But damn it, bro. This dude, this dude sucks. (laughs) Listen, I remember when QT Marshall was a young boy in Ring of Honor back in the day. Never really cared for him. Didn't care for his character back then, and I don't care for him now. Easy. Paul White. Easy. Paul White wins this match. Easy. Get that guy out of there. (laughs) Eddie Kingston challenging Miro for the TNT championship. This is going to be a good fight. I like Eddie, but I like Miro a little bit more. Um, I'm going to go with Miro and a barn burner of a fight, but Miro retains. AEW Women's Championship, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Going up against the alien Chris Statlander. I'm going with the doctor, the good doctor, Britt Baker, to retain. 
in a very good match. John Moxley, the newly crowned Game Changer Wrestling champion John Moxley, who went to Game Changer Wrestling the other night and surprisingly beat Matt Cardona for the G- for the Game Changer Wrestling Championship and then challenged Nick Gage <laughs> to a match. <laughs> Anything to get that belt back on Nick Gage, huh? <laughs> Y'all just couldn't live <laughs> with Zack Ryder being the king of the hardcore champions, huh? could you? <laughs> whatever, man. I'm sure that match is going to be bloody and gruesome and crazy, but, but whatever the case. John Moxley versus the Japanese legend, Shitoshi Kojima. Ah, that's going to be a good one. Um, Obviously, Satoshi Kojima is an older man. Um, But then again, uh, didn't uh, Yuji Nagata recently have a match on on AEW TV? That was pretty good. Yuji still has it. I'm sure Satoshi Kojima still has it. They're going to put on a Japanese strong style match. Moxley's going to win. But, uh, you know, I've been a fan of Satoshi Kojima since like 2003. The guy is great. He's really good. I can't wait to see him in AEW. That's going to be dope. Um, obviously, he's on loan from New Japan Pro Wrestling, but whatever. You know, it's going to be a good match. AEW World Tag Team Championship in a steel cage. The Young Bucks defending against the Lucha Brothers. Ray Phoenix, Penta El Zero Miedo. Zero Miedo. Let me put it correctly. I am Puerto Rican. <laughs> um... I'm going with the Lucha Bros, man. I'm going with the Lucha Bros. Um, I think the Young Bucks have been the champs for a while now, and I think it's time for for those belts to have a new home. And I think uh, I think uh, Seto Miedo and Ray Phoenix, I think they're getting those titles tonight in the Steel Cage, which will be the show stealer. I'm just throwing that out there because those two teams had a ladder match a year or so ago. Unbelievable. Unbelievable! People are still calling that match between those two probably the best tag team match they ever seen. Is it true? Maybe I don't know. Does I can probably think of plenty that could be up there with them, but uh, I would have to think about it. And I didn't take notes on it, so <laughs> so there that goes. Um, but yeah, I'm picking the Lucha Bros. I'm picking them to win the the tag team titles. Chris Jericho versus MJF, final fight. If Jericho loses, he retires. Hmm. <sighs> this is interesting. I'm picking Jericho. Um, he went through the five labors of Jericho to get to MJF. First match, I believe, was with Sean Spears. And Sean Spears, because it'll be legal for him to use a chair. And Jericho cannot. Jericho can only wrestle a regular wrestling match. He beat him. The next week was, honestly, if you're going to choose a match for Jericho to, to go against or, or, or to do, to get to you, this should have been match number four. But no, they saved it for match number two. A gruesome, gruesome death match with Nick Gage, the aforementioned Nick Gage. Bloody war. Jericho won that. Then... Week uh, phase three, he has to win a match by doing a move off the top rope against Juventud Guerrera, 
which honestly, it was great to see Hoovy, and he looked good. I wish AEW would have held on to him, <laughs> but obviously it was just a one-night thing. Um, Then phase four, he had to beat Wardlow, I guess in a straight-up match. I, I don't remember what the stipulation was. Oh, that MJF will be in the, in the corner, whatever. <laughs> or he was the referee. He was like the enforcer, the special enforcer. He finds a way to beat Wardlow. Then in a straight-up match with MJF, MJF taps him out. Okay. (laughs) So that's the reason why I'm picking Jericho in this match. Because MJF already got a win on him. He has three wins on him. Overall, Jericho has to get at least one win on MJF. And what is the biggest motivator besides losing your career? Heck yeah. Go on Jericho, man. And the crowd is going to be jamming to Judas. It's going to be a good time. Going with Le Champion. AEW Championship. Kenny Omega defending the championship against the Impact World Champion Christian Cage. Cage beat Omega on Rampage. I believe the first Rampage episode. He beat him for the Impact World title, which is why he's not going to win the AEW World title. I don't know if that was going to be a test on how people would react to Christian Cage beating Kenny Omega. Mm-mm. Ain't going to happen this time. I'm picking Kenny to retain the AEW title. Somehow, some way, they're going to find a way to have Kenny win this match. The main event, which I think it's going to be the main event, and that's how they have it written down in multiple sites. CM Punk returns to the ring to face Darby Allen. It's an easy one. Unless I'm going to play devil's advocate. Let's rewind time to 1995. The promotion is ECW. No, I brought up a lot of ECW stuff today. <laughs> well, AEW kind of reminds me of a of a ECW with production value, you know, because of all the I guess all the indie guys and stuff, and you got Taz, <laughs> whatever. But that's besides the point. Um, Mikey Whipwreck is the ECW World Champion. Okay, I mean this is a different scenario, but it's kind of the same. Well, just hear me out. Mikey Whipwreck is the world champion. He's being challenged by a seasoned veteran at the time already. A superstar. Some of you will get where I'm going at. Steve Austin. Okay. Steve Austin was fresh off of his run in WCW where he was a mid-card superstar. But a mid-card superstar in WCW would be a major player in a spot like ECW at the time. He was stunning Steve Austin for years. And he morphed into the superstar, the extreme superstar, Steve Austin. He gave himself a crew cut, started growing a little beard, cut probably some of the best promos at the time. Had a lot of hate in his heart for WCW and Eric Bischoff. 
Paul Heyman wanted him to be world champion, like he said in the Rise and Fall of ECW documentary. But Steve Austin said, no. I want to put this kid over. Because even though Mikey Whipwreck was world champion, he was not the caliber of a Steve Austin. And before being ECW world champion, he was a glorified jobber, bump boy in ECW for years. Steve Austin wanted to put him over so he could say he was that close to winning the world championship. And now it makes it makes him want it even more. <laughs> An established star in pro wrestling put over a young guy. Now, fast forward, CM Punk has said plenty of times that if he was a young guy growing up right now watching wrestling, Darby Allen would be his favorite wrestler. Similarities between the two. He sees himself in Darby. Would CM Punk put Darby Allen over in Chicago? Huh. I don't know. That's the devil's advocate part of this the real part of this who i'm picking is cm punk because for me that's an easy one (laughs) you're in chicago it's his return match ain't no way cm punk loses tonight however he's gonna make darby allen look like a million bucks oh yeah he likes darby a lot they're gonna put on a good show sting says he's gonna stay in the back So those two could have it out. It's going to be a good one. So I'm picking Punk at the end of the day. With that being said, I have one small prediction just for CM Punk. CM Punk is a natural heel. It's been that way since the beginning. Now you noticed in the beginning of this show, I picked my Raven shout out. And it's apropos for CM Punk because I think Raven was the first big name in wrestling Punk had a feud with, like a major feud. And it went everywhere, Ring of Honor, TNA, IWA, wherever I think they had matches everywhere. But CM Punk is a natural, natural heel. And when, honestly, in my opinion, in AEW, when the nostalgia starts to go away, when the newness of him back starts to fade a little bit, I think we're going to see that heel reappear. Yeah, the best in the world stuff, the baby face, yeah, all that is cool. I've been a fan of CM Punk since 2003. I know this, uh, this CM Punk character. I've seen it. Plenty of times, different incarnations, two different summers of punk, one in Ring of Honor and one in WWE. I've seen, I'm a fan of this man, okay? (laughs) That heel will come out. And the thing is, if you want to compare him to anybody, you can compare him to MJF. (laughs) And soon those guys will probably have a confrontation and that'll be something on the mic. But he'll, he'll be a heel sooner or later. No doubt about it. That's what he is. That's who he is. He's a natural heel, like I said before. And it's going to be fun. It is fun to be a wrestling fan right now. 
And I think AEW is going to get a momentous amount of momentum after tonight, especially once they bring in some more guys like 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 your your Bray Wyatt's, your Daniel Bryan's, you know, uh, uh, I think Braun and Braun Strowman and Buddy Murphy are probably impact wrestling bound. But who knows until they show up? Who really knows where any of these guys are really going? Where's Adam Cole going to go? <laughs> He's apparently still negotiating. He wants to keep his Twitch channel. I'm sure AEW will let you keep it, bro. <laughs> his fiance is the freaking AEW champion. I mean, what? I, I don't know. The only thing with AEW, man, and I was trying to get this message across earlier with the whole hopefully not being doomed to repeat what WCW did. Yeah, br- sign the names. Go ahead, sign all the big names. But don't forget your young, homegrown talent either. You got Malachi Black that you took from NXT. I mean, from from WWE. You got Miro. You got, you know, you got all these guys coming in. You took Big Show, Mark Henry, you know, you know, and you're bringing in all these guys. Don't forget your young roster. Build that young roster up. Do not make the same mistake WCW did. And from the looks of it, I mean, there's but only so much hours of television you can have to showcase all these guys. Um, sooner or later, AEW is going to have to let some people go too. Let, let's not get it twisted. WWE is not the only game in town that has to release people. At some point, some of those guys in AEW is going to be let go. You'll see. I mean, it's still new. It's the, it's only been around what two years. Give it time. It'll happen with them too. However, it is a fun time to be a wrestling fan. There's more dogs in the fight out there. There's other games in town out there, and it's fun. And I'm excited, and I can't wait. Just a few short hours away, three and a half hours away to all out. It's going to be a fun time. So that was it for me. This was episode 59 of the Jay's Weekend Wrestling Podcast. Like I said, I'm so happy to be back doing it. I'm happy to be healthy again. I'm happy to be, I'm just happy to be, to be here. <laughs> Thank you everybody for listening. Once again, you can catch the show on the S&D Podcast channel. You can catch on, catch me on any podcast outlet imaginable <laughs> um johnnypodcaster.com sndblog.com you know where to find everybody i'm on any social media out there johnny podcaster check us out check everybody out thank you for listening i will be back this week i promise <laughs> with episode 60 of the jay's weekend wrestling podcast thanks for listening catch you next time